Welcome back to another episode of eTalks Off the Record Podcast. I'm Chloe and I'm here with the one and only Tracy. And today, get excited because we're going to discuss all things drag race. And remember, what we say here is off the record. Fabulous. Hello, Chloe Wilde. Oh, this conversation, I think. We've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this. You know, we talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. We talk about Canada's Drag Race. I remember back in 2009 when RuPaul's Drag Race first premiered. And I used to go over to my friend Stephen Sabados and Chris Hindman's house because they had the fancy logo TV cable, Ooh. right? Like I was like, you know, single mom, you know, kept my cable pretty clean <laughs> and streamlined. But we'd go over there. And as people who had seen RuPaul live in person at Fashion Cares at the Armory back in the day when Mac was doing their AIDS fundraiser, I'd gone to New York several times with my sister. We'd gone to Wigstock. So RuPaul was very much a part of our world and supermodel work supermodel when that song came out it was huge you know never before had a drag artist had a hit song and i read rupaul's book talking about you know being on the concord with diana ross so i was already a built-in fan and then when this show came out on the heels of america's next top model and tyra banks and those type of reality shows but serving the drag community and we'd go to church in Wellesley and we'd see all the drag shows so it was always part of our bubble but to see a television show and I remember my first queen my favorite queen for season one Rebecca Glasscock Rebecca was gorgeous as a queen and gorgeous when she was a boy and she always had this JLo vibe but it was hard to get and you yeah. didn't talk about it to a lot of people because not a lot of people had logo and during that time I remember shows like Queer as Folk it was shot in Toronto and like visit LA people would be talking oh my gosh I know that neighborhood when I was in Toronto so there were shows on TV that had gay characters mm -hmm. 2009 but I mean RuPaul's Drag Race was a show that featured queer performers, created by queer creators, you know, at that time, maybe specifically trying to get the queer audience, but let's be real, you know, yeah. as we know, Drag Race is for everybody. Everybody can find something to love in Drag Race. So I wow. feel like it really changed the game. RuPaul, a lot of times, goes back. I remember when I interviewed Oprah, and she said, you have to know where you've come from. You have to know what your ancestors have done to know where you're going, and I feel that RuPaul really educates the audience, whether it's talking about icons like Cher. You know, there's some youngins out there that, you know, have to learn who Eartha Kitt is, have yes. to understand the importance of the documentary Paris is Burning. Yes, that the really, library's open. The library's open yep. because reading is... Fundamental. Fundamental, right? So I feel like because RuPaul always makes sure that their audience knows about the past, RuPaul's Drag Race has influenced so many shows now. Paris is Burning, right? RuPaul talking about Paris is Burning. That goes into Pose, mm -hmm. right? And that goes into Billy Porter finally getting their flowers, right? Look at shows like We're Here, Legendary. You know, would all those shows be in play right now without Drag Race? I don't know. So the cultural impact is huge. For the past four years, RuPaul's Drag Race has won the top competition show. RuPaul with 11 wins as the executive producer. I mean, 11 Emmys. 11 is Emmys. No joke. No, right? the highest decorated black artist in Emmy history. In Emmy history. Emmy history. With RuPaul's Drag Race and all of the franchises and the international versions and the all star versions, that brought screening parties to gay bars, right? Wow. Into queer spaces. And not only that, 
when Drag Race alumni go on tour, they headline these spaces. So now you not only have the normal crowd that's coming in, but you have all these other people from all over the place coming in to see their favorite Drag Race superstars. Yeah, it really is so much more it's than so a much show. More. I mean, when it came out, it was a show breaking down mm -hmm. barriers. It was where queer people could be seen. Absolutely. It was where allies could dive in and go in and support. And mm -hmm. as the show has progressed and gotten bigger and bigger, the platforms have gotten bigger and bigger. So yes. now this is so much more than a show. It is a launch a pad movement. for <laughs> careers. It really is it, a movement. That, and that is so important that you brought that up. Yeah. You're right, because the glass ceiling has been shattered. Like. People who had dreams in their bedroom or performing in small venues, now they have a way to say, I can make a living yeah. on this. I can build an empire on this. I can sustain myself through my art. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Drag Race has been at the forefront of that. And RuPaul, you know, RuPaul, I mean, it's so amazing because you look at RuPaul, you look at Billy Porter, you look at people who have really gone through it, mm -hmm. gone through it so other people can have an easier ride going through, you know, the fabulous archways. And I feel like every time Ru takes the stage and accepts yet another uh, Emmy, Ru always takes that opportunity to speak to the kids, the younger generations at home, letting them know, like, this is for you. Like, you've got a place with us. And I feel that when I watch the episodes, and I was telling you this before, I'm a little bit of a latecomer to the drag race world. Never I'm late. Not, <laughs> Oh, uh, just fabulously on time. On time. <laughs> fabulously on time. <laughs> and when Canada's Drag Race oh. happened, I was lucky enough to get to do some of the interviews mm -hmm. for eTalk. And all of a sudden, I just, I took a sip of that Kool-Aid trace and I just kept back. drinking it. And I just became absolutely enamored by the artistry, mm -hmm. the creativity, the craftsmanship that goes into being a queen. I mean, it is so many elements that, yes, I had been to see shows with bachelorette parties, but I don't know that I fully appreciated where I was, the significance of it, mm -hmm. and the artistry behind it at the time. But now, having dove deep into the world of drag race, I just have so much respect for these individuals, mm -hmm. for doing what they love, and sometimes that comes with a lot of hardships, a lot yes. of challenges, and we see that in Drag Race. Rue and the production team have created space for these artists to share their struggles if they so choose. Whether it's coming out to their parents, which was difficult, or struggling with HIV, or discussing marriage rights. The show is entertaining, and there's glitz and glamour and eleganza extravaganzas, but there's also really serious matter that gets discussed in such a beautiful way that you're entertained and you take something with you and hopefully it makes you a better person and you or you have interesting conversations or you just look at the world a little bit differently i think that's what rue does rue invites us all to look at the world a little bit differently and with a little bit more love well said well said and, and I, I love that you brought that up especially you know when we go into the workroom you know and people have those conversations sometimes the tough conversations and you see the queen's learning about each other mm -hmm. in those moments and the realness and the rawness. And for people who maybe are new to it or watching the show because their partner likes it or their sibling likes it or, you know, their parent or their child likes it, there's a connection there. There's a connection there that maybe they didn't understand the pomp and circumstance. But when they hear those conversations, it's almost like something turns in their head, you know, and they're like, Oh, and then they'll phone me like, oh my gosh, and da-da-da, you didn't tell me. I'm like, I've been telling you. 
I've been telling you, but you've been dismissing it. Not in a rude way, yeah. but you know, there's a lot of, you know, TV on my plate. I'm like, no, but this one is yeah. a must-see, you know, it really is. And the spaces that you see these incredible performers occupying, like you look at them, Shangela in A Star Is Born. Oh you my look gosh. At, right? You look at... I think Shangela was also in like a, a BMW commercial. Or absolutely, like a BMW commercial. You look at Tainomi Banks doing a Super Bowl commercial for Ooh. Wealth Simple. You Katya know? just put out a book. Katya just put out a book. You know, like there's so many shows in Vegas. Yeah. Like there's so many elements to building the empire now before it was, you know, performing in small clubs unless you're going to, you know, New York, LA, Toronto, you know, you have bigger venues and bigger scenes, but at the same time, you were still trying to hustle and make rent. Yeah. You know, whereas now you're, you're empire building. Like you could have a career. Yeah. And I have to say, I think, of course, the original is fantastic, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's getting to see Canada's Drag Race and seeing the incredible talent that exists right here, coast to coast, in season one, blew me away. I mean, and you got to be a part of it from the ground up. And so many of the performers on both season one and season two, I've known in a previous life. In my lifetime, to see the respect and the honor and the regard that people have for our queens, it's amazing. I mean, we always known that Canada's queens are so incredible because they're as diverse as our country, yeah. you know? We have queens of, from all walks of life that are encouraged to dip into their culture and their background and put that on the runway, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because a huge part of drag, right, is, is authenticity, yeah. being your authentic self. But I know for me, as a child of St. Lucian parents, of West Indian parents, when I was younger, I didn't want to eat that kind of food in front of my friends because I thought I was so different, you know? And then as you get older, you want to lean into all of those differences, you know? And I feel like drag race is so emblematic of that. But I have to shout out all the season ones. I'm gonna say Priyanka, Rita Baga, Scarlett Bobo, Jimbo, Lemon, Alona Verley, Boa, Kiara, Tainomi Banks, Anastasia Inakwe, Starzy, Kine, and Juicebox. Because I, I don't want to mention one. You gotta mention them I, all. I have to mention them all, you know what I mean? And say shout out to all of them because they're all so incredible. And Canada's Drag Race really took the best of RuPaul's Drag Race and made it like fabulous with a, you know, a side of maple gorgeous syrup. maple syrup. <laughs> You know, really taking what makes us us and incorporating that in the Drag Race family. Much like all the Drag Race franchises, it's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, nerve and, and talent. talent. Yeah. And everybody has difference, what they look for. Like some people like a campy queen, a funny queen. Some people like an old school pageant queen. Some people like a more fluid queen. I really feel like there's something for everyone and I love that because yeah. everybody can be who they are. And it's so interesting, too, because you mentioned all these various types of queens. Mm -hmm. And again, I've been binging a lot of Drag Race recently. Well and done. watching it from the beginning and leading up to later seasons, you can tell that the drag culture and what drag is has evolved so much well, yeah. since 2009. And obviously, it has, it's been around for much longer than that. But just the freedom in the space to be your unique version of you on stage. It's so true. Like, I remember, like I said, going to New York with my sister, you know, it was young, and we'd go to Wigstock. At one point, it was in a park of some sort, and then whoever was the mayor at that time, you know, that's not my real thing, civics. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it was like, this can't be here, and like, yeah. you know, moved it because they were othered, mm. you know? And to see now, like, people, like, embracing the culture and wanting to understand it and realize that there's more beauty than negativity. And... I think a lot of that ignorance comes from not knowing. Mm -hmm. That's homophobia, that's racism, that's whatever. It's not knowing, not understanding. 
And I feel like Drag Race has opened a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, because once you see yourself potentially in the media, it just or feels your cousin, differently. Or your, or your cousin. kid, or yes. your mom, or your dad, yeah. right? You have a better understanding. And also, I'd like to say that, you know, when people ask me, what are you looking for? I mean, it depends on the challenge. It yeah. depends, you know, is it a design challenge? Is it, a, you know, a performance challenge? It's all these things you have to look for. But I'd like to say that whatever you think that people didn't like about you, you know what I mean? Like, for me, when I was little, it was my mouth. Mm. You know, they would make fun of my mouth, or my nose is too flat, or whatever. And now people are writing me, oh, she's getting, you know, injections. I mean, getting injections somewhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> But these lips are all mine, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? I ain't too proud to beg to say it, but, but you know what I mean? Like, so those things that I was, like, so ashamed of, you know? And I mean, that's a physical thing, yeah. but whatever it is, you know, is, was it your dancing and then you didn't come from a family of dancers or, like, whatever that is, lean into that, too, you know? Like... Words of wisdom. I don't know. Tracy Melchior. I hope so. I mean, like, my, you know, Michelle Ross, who, who passed... Mm -hmm. um, which I still can't believe it. Michelle Ross was my first professional demo tape. And that's when I used to go to the scene with my fake ID, trying to get into clubs to see drag queens. And she really took me under her wing with wow. makeup and performance. And I also love that about the queen community. It's always about your drag mothers, your drag daughters, reaching back and guiding. Even on Canada's Drag Race, we had a couple queens whose makeup skills weren't up to par. And if it wasn't so much of a time challenge, you'd have the other queens like, oh my gosh, girl, you gotta blend that. You know what I mean? You know what? You know, no, 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 no. What did you put that on with a crayon? You know? But there was always kind of guidance there. And I love that. Wow, and you about got to the community. that firsthand. From I really did. A legend. Just a legend, Michelle Ross. And just, uh, you know, and Christopher Edwards too. We lost Christopher Edwards before the pandemic. And uh, just so many incredible talents. I'm sure you can talk to so many queens and they will tell you that yeah. Christopher Edwards and Michelle Ross helped them in so many ways. I mean, it's clear you've been impacted by this community. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Do you remember your first introduction to drag? I want to say it was at Woody's. And it probably was Michelle Ross performing as Diana Ross. And Michelle Ross could do more with a flick of a microphone that most people can do with full choreography and backup dancers. There was just an elegance and an ease about her performances. And I don't think ever saw the same dress twice. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is impressive. And, and just to go back a few years, um, when my dear friend Christopher Hyman passed, and this was a time when this wasn't done. We got Tainomi Banks and Ivory Towers to perform at Christopher's celebration. Oh. Yeah, because Ivory Towers was Christopher's favorite queen. Christopher loved Michelle Ross too, and Stephen and I had to have Michelle there too because she's just, you know, everything. And I just remember like making sure we had it at the Manual Life Center up top. We had a special backstage area for her and, you know, just like whatever drinks or food or and she was, you really want a queen in daytime queen makeup? I'm like, yes, we want it all. And it was such a different thing to do for Memorial, mm -hmm. but drag has been so much a part of our, even our Saturday afternoons. Like I said, going over to their house in 2009 and, and watching you know, every episode because we've been out at Woody's, at Cruise and Tango, yeah. or watching a drag show the night before on Friday, and then waking up the Saturday morning, maybe a little bit hungover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and tacking in yeah. and watching a fabulous new episode. Wow. I mean, from going to Woody's, amazing <laughs> bar right here in Toronto, love, we love seeing Michelle on stage, yeah. to 
clearly loving this community for so long and now being a judge, being a judge. in this incredibly impactful and entertaining franchise. When you realized that was happening, yeah. that you were going to get the opportunity to, I mean, to me, it's like fulfilling your destiny. It feels like you were it, always meant to be in it, step it into was, the space. It was, but I could never dream that big. I'm an entertainment reporter, mm -hmm. and when I was asked to be Squirrel Friend season one, I thought, of course, we know what Squirrel Friend is in, in the vernacular of RuPaul's Drag Race, but there was no other Squirrel Friend in the Drag Race franchise. So we kind of had to figure out what that would be. And I think with the pandemic happening, and I feel like there's been a shift when it comes to critiquing mm -hmm. and judging. You know, I mean, yes, when American Idol first came out, we loved the Paula and the Simon and, the, you know, and the um, Randy Jackson. You know, it's a bit pitchy. <laughs> it's pitchy, pitchy, guy. It's a bit pitchy. But I, I feel like times have changed and people need a different type of guidance than a harsh type of critique, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so going into season two of Canada's Drag Race, and it wasn't really anything that we talked about. I think we were all coming from basically lockdown yeah. going on to set. And I think that was just kind of an unspoken thing, you know? Like, yes, Brooklyn is Brooklyn, and Brooklyn is an accomplished queen and a ballerina and a performer extraordinaire. And I feel like she will have a different way of handling the critiques than I would, than Brad would, coming from all his fashion background. Amanda Bruegel coming from her acting, performing background. Like, we all have something to offer, but I feel like the temperament of judging has changed. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And especially as a mother of teenagers, you know, mm -hmm. because I feel like all of the queens are like my little children. I mean, speaking of your kids, just really quickly, yes. you've done some pretty awesome stuff in your career. Is this the Thing, this is the thing that they're most excited this about? Is the thing. This, is the, this is the thing, <laughs> especially Phoebe. And you know, even like that for me is really special mm -hmm. because I mean, I took her to Pride years ago, years ago. The first queen she met was Jada Shada. She met Jada Shada at Garage when the window was open. Wow. She, we had to go to Pride. And then this, her second Pride, she was on a float. The second Pride, <laughs> she was on a float with Shangela. Phoebe? And it was my first time on a float. I mean, I've been to a zillion Pride parades, but I'd yeah. never been on a float until I was with my daughter. And I feel like I love seeing a new generation. And it just drag, as a matter of fact. That is the legacy, the legacy that RuPaul and Drag Race will leave, is just continuing to bring new generations in. And you get to pass along your love of it, it. to those in your life, and especially your daughter. I mean, and that's she keeps beautiful. me up to, like, she's on all of the online web series, too. I'm a single mother, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I watch all the franchises, obviously, you know? But she watches everything. So she brings that to me, too. So I feel like I have a baby drag race researcher right at home. <laughs> what does RuPaul say? We're born naked and the rest is the drag? The rest is drag. I feel like that's all there is. There's so much more, but I know. This we could make, we might need to make this a two-part episode. <laughs> I know, there's so much more. Yeah. I'll just never forget us being walking us. into the workroom oh my gosh. for Canada's Drag Race season two. I was so excited to and see you. And seeing you. I seen you there for a year and a half because we'd been working yeah. from home. It was 18 months, friends, 18 of not months. seeing Tracy face to face. Of course, we'd worked together. I'd heard her voice. I'd seen a pixelated frame of her yeah. in my phone. But that moment in that workroom with the contestants, it was just, it was and such a Brad surreal. And Brad yeah. and Amanda and Brooke and Priyanka was there doing yeah. her own interviews. It really was a magical moment. Yeah. It really was a magical moment. And I'm so glad you're part of the family. <gasps> RuPaul, we love you. Thank, thank you, you for everything, Tracy. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything yeah. and for continuing to inspire.
I can't wait to watch more of CDR season two. Oh, but in me the too. meantime, friends. We, we have to do. Oh, Isis yes. Couture, Stephanie Prince, Suki Doll, Beth, Ocean, Aqua Black, Cynthia Kiss, Kamora Amor, Pathea, Geometric, Kendall Gender, Adriana, and Eve 6000. Because I just got to shout out everybody. Yes. <laughs> it's it's why... like I'm a mother of twins. You can't do one and not the other. <laughs> this is why we all adore you. All right, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to eTalks Off the Record podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you always know when a new episode drops, because trust me, you don't want to miss any of them. And don't forget to watch eTalk weeknights at 7 p.m. Eastern on CTV. And remember, what we say here is off the record. <laughs>